It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. over here at Done Being Single. No, it's not. No. No, it is gassy. It is a gas. Marriage is a gas. And it's not for chickens. Oh, chicken, mate. Yeah, no, man. Marriage uh, is not for pussies. Right. It could be. We um, we believe in marriage over here at Done Being Single. I all right, so I at least I do. I believe in it. I'm. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't move in with you unless we got married. Uh, oh boy! I stood my ground. You did. Well, you actually did. And, I did and because you did. I proposed. Yeah. That was my first mistake. No. Certainly. It. It. Well, you know. No. I. I think that uh, the fact that you weren't going to live with me or want to cohabitate without a serious commitment it was uh, something that forced me to you know hmm. man up yeah put a ring on it wow because that's how i was gonna roll i had to hit you over the head first it did work but um you know, I, I got to say, I love being married, and I get it now. I get it. I didn't understand it at first, because it took me a while. And I, and, uh, I don't know if I had an appreciation for it. Now I understand. I really respect the institution. I get why what goes into it and why it's so precious. And I think that, um, at least for me, I, I don't. I, it was something I needed to do because it just seemed to elude me for all those years. I mean, it was so like unattainable. I just, everyone was getting married and I couldn't seem to get married and we didn't have to get married. No, we didn't. We could have moved in together and we could have, and that, that probably would have been something that I was okay with, but you yeah, would, you were, you would have been fine with, you would have had to move downtown and that's not something that would have worked. I don't think for you, but I, I would think that people at our age don't necessarily need to get married, especially for the first, I mean, we well, could have just kept going and this just is lived together. I think a big part of the show is about is, you know, is marriage relevant is, is, is marriage for everybody. Marriage is not for everybody, and who needs marriage? By anyway? the way, can I just get a little little anecdote here? Mm-hmm. Okay, I just had an unbelievable star sighting. Can I please? No, because I it's, it's relevant. It's not because yes, it's not it is. T- because you know what he said. Okay, okay, people, guess who I just ran into? Mm-hmm. Michael Avenatti, uh, at my friend's apartment building. And That's enough. <laughs> And you know what he said? I said, I got to go, Michael, after a nice chat. I said, I got to go because I've got a show to do with my husband. What's it called? It's called Done Being Single. And you know what he said to me? You are a rude, terrible person. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. No, okay. <laughs> no. Uh, he said, oh, do you have a show called Done Being Married? <laughs> and uh, then he went into why he can't do marriage. And he's tried twice and it's not for him. And... 
And it's not for everybody, I guess. There's no proof of anything. There's no proof of anything. Uh, it's not, you know, who knows if it's even right for him, since he's done it a few times. Yeah. He. Uh, I won't say his name. Okay. So So anyway, the point is, no, it's not for everybody. And and uh, I applaud people who can do it over. How about the one we just made this? Uh, I just commented last week. How is it that people can get married two times, three times, four times? How do you do that? And I give total credit to them for at least getting back on the horse. That is getting back on that horse. And saying, I believe in this. I want to do it. I mean, wow. <laughs> there are people that love being married. Mm-hmm. I get it. And um, that's what the show's about today. No, not really. About We're waiting it. for those callers. <laughs> you know, I, it, I think that um, people just have... They, I don't know. What am I saying about marriage? It's not. It's um, it's not for everybody. And you can live in sin together. And there's lots of different ways to live together and be together. There are different types of unions. And we have fantastic guests coming on today. Well, I, I think- who is um, a licensed therapist and she's an expert on marriage and divorce. You know, marriage uh, is about a partnership. And uh, as we have experienced this past week, partnerships are, uh, they, they do require work. And they do require upkeep and maintenance. And uh, the ability to admit when the partners need help. And how we can help each other and how we can be better partners. And that's a, such an important part of a marriage or of a cooperation and uh, this is, you know, what we have experienced this week. We oh, you had, mean our, uh, our y- shit? Yeah. <laughs> but aren't you glad we're married? Because do you know how easy it would have been it just to say, I'm out of here? Ooh, I think some people do. I you know, some, bye. I think people can reach those breaking points and uh, their tolerances maybe less than ours and they would say you know i'm done i i'm I'm not gonna tolerate this i'm out of here yeah but there's something about marriage that forces you to kind of say i'm not happy but let's figure it out and work through right you can't just split man i mean you can but you you can't ah raspberries so so for today there's all kinds of different marriages and uh, we're going to learn about all the different variations from, oh man, um, our, our guest today, she's broken them down into seven, I believe, seven ver- variations of marriage. And we'll hear more about it, but everything from starter marriages, alternative marriages, open marriages, um, spiritual marriages... Um, who knew? There were so many. It's like there's a different, it's like the 31 flavors of marriage. There's something for everybody. And we're living, yeah, and we are living in a time where pretty much anything goes, right? You can, you can be. If you find a partner that goes along with you and you both are in agreement, why not? Yeah. Whatever it is, the arrangement that you want it to be. Yeah, it's not, there's no such thing as traditional anymore. Old-fashioned, yes. Traditional, no. And I like mm-hmm. to think of myself as 
I'm sort of an old-fashioned free spirit in that I do, like I said it, you know, a few minutes ago. I really believe in the in the institution of marriage, and um, I think there is something kind of beautiful about the work that goes into it and the respect and right. Mm-hmm. You're into it, I guess. Uh, of course, I'm into it. I love it. I do love it. So back to Michael Avenatti. Oh no! Come on, it's this. You know, people are going to download this in in three months, and it's not going to go. Who? So, oh no, no, no! He's um, not going anywhere. All right. Well, we hope. You know, we, we want him to be on the on the stage and front it, it, center. It was. It was. Yes. It was almost up there with running into Ann Coulter and Fabio the other night <sighs> at dinner. It was. Mahara. It, I I almost I like kind of took my breath. I didn't know what to say. I got all verklempt. Okay. I got, I got real tongue tied. That is a very rare thing. And That's then, enough. And then of course I couldn't stop talking. And then yeah, I not a rare had thing. to tell them all about myself and what yeah. I do, and that I'm a dating coach. Oh, and the poor guy. And then I said, well, you don't need my help, and he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and he said to me, um, "Well, I can see you're 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 so introverted." Yeah. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. I, at yeah. that point, I couldn't stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> really? You showed him that side of you? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, then I gave him my card. Uh, and he was out of there like a she shot. She does not want to be married, <laughs> for sure. Okay, well, it's not for everybody. He's got experience in that. Maybe we'll get him on the show. Okay. Uh, of course, my wife did not bring any business cards with her when she saw him, so... No, oops. Be prepared. Okay, so uh, we're going to bring on, right after the break, Susan Pease Gadois. And she, as I mentioned, is a licensed therapist. Licensed therapist. Yes. Expert on marriage and divorce. She's also an author. And, yes. No, I mean, you're going to introduce her twice? I don't know. No, I'm going to, I'm just kind of getting into this right now. All right. Uh, And we have some, uh, Interesting guests calling in, too, yes. that are going to be uh, adding to this discussion who have some, uh, I don't want to say alternative, but just, you know, relationships that may that may include marriage that may not, but that they have interesting unions. Yes. And they've made it work. And, uh, well, one hasn't made it work. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> so, um, yeah, we will... Uh, be happy to talk about that. Okay, so um, back to back to getting married. Are you happy you got married? Absolutely. Okay, I'm happy too. Yes, it of was course. a dream. It wasn't a dream for you. I, it wasn't as important to you as it I was didn't for dream. Me. I never dreamed about. Is it about is it all married. that? Are you seeing that? It's absolutely all that. I kind of think it is. It's all that and more and less. Yeah, I think that um, it's. I think it was an important step for us in our in our evolution as human mm-hmm. beings. Oh, you're, you're, that was one, okay, one small just, step for me. Well, pretty much, okay. it was one giant step for me. And had we not gotten married, I would not be where I am today. Oh, you uh, get, you, that's true. Right? It and, changed everything for me. Yes, it changed my career. It changed. Pretty much everything 
Um, and I thank you for that. So yes, it's been it's been very very good to me. Uh, okay. And I'm and I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, well, uh, let's not go overboard here, but. <laughs> But it definitely takes work. I think anybody who's listening right now probably uh, is divorced. Would you say that? Anybody who's listening? Yeah. Has a lot, I, I would say history? a lot of our listeners are divorced. Uh, well, probably uh, 49%. I, I, I would. <laughs> do you know, I, there's some, um, uh, we talked about this too last yesterday, about um, the, the divorce rate. And then the divorce rate for second marriages, and then the divorce rate for third marriages. Do you learn? Do you learn as you go along? Do you learn from your mistakes? We sure hope so. Or do you repeat your mistakes? No, we don't want to repeat mistakes. We do not want to fall into patterns that are going to be um, repeating themselves. And then we realize, oh, I shouldn't have done that again. So yeah. Teachable moments, very important. So we're going to go to our break. First break. My headphones keep falling off. Well, okay. Put them back on, honey. And uh, we are going to go to our first break and then come back with our guest, Susan Pease Goodwah. And uh, we All will right. be right back. Now, back to done being single with dating badasses, Trevor. And Robbie Sharp. Yes. That is correct. That is correct. Here we go. Uh, we're going to introduce our first guest. Wonderful. Okay. Susan Pease Gadois is a licensed therapist and an expert on marriage and divorce. She is the author of the San Francisco Chronicle bestseller, Contemplating Divorce. Other books she's written include Stronger Day by Day, and her latest book is The New I Do, Reshaping Marriage for Skeptics, Realists, and Rebels, co-authored with Vicki Larson. Susan has been working with individuals, couples, and families, as well as leading groups and workshops for nearly 25 years. Susan has been a featured guest on numerous radio and TV programs across the U.S. and Canada, including the CBS Early Show, ABC's View, Oh, View from the Bay, has appeared in publications such as the Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, USA Today, Red Book Magazine, and Divorce Magazine. She is also a regular columnist for the Huffington Post. That's where I saw her. That's where I first saw her name. And psychologytoday.com, along with her husband, Michael, and her two dogs, Susan lives in Sonoma County, California. Welcome, Susan. Hey, Susan. Welcome. I'm here. Okay, Susan, um, I am... I got to know about these the seven um, versions of marriage that that are in your book. They're so interesting to me, and I can totally see how people could have these kind. There, there are seven, right? Seven modern yes, alternatives to marriage. Okay, yeah. am I getting ahead yeah. of myself here? Okay, you know what? Uh, let's back up a little bit because my husband's shaking his head. Well, I, I just okay. they're so interesting we, we, how people can have these different types of marriages. It's just fascinating to me. But uh, let's back up. Let's talk about marriage to just yeah. Just period. I mean, I got a question. Yeah, Susan. Okay. Why sure. get Why Go get ahead. married today? What's What's the advantages of being married? Well, benefits. That's what a lot of people are asking, and it's a very legitimate question because we don't need marriage the way we used to to have, like, legitimate children and have a social standing and have financial security and all that. 
Um, but there actually are reasons to get married. And guess when you find that out, why you should have gotten married. It's when you go to break up and you get kicked out of the house and you have no legal standing to that house. So marriage provides protections that just living together doesn't. And by the way, I don't have an agenda. I don't really care if people marry or not. But I, I just want people to know what what's what when it comes to it. And, and I will share with you guys that when somebody, I got married and someone said to me, because I was 43 and my husband was 45, first marriages for us, sort of like you guys. And someone said, why did you get married? And I said, I don't know. It's what you do. And that's not a good reason to get married, you know, to go into the greatest financial and legal commitment you're ever going to make in your life, you know? So I realized that I needed to get more consciousness around what marriage is about, why should people marry or why should they not, because it isn't for everyone, like you guys said. So it's a great question. Well, I mean, you, you, you are touching on uh, some of these advantages, and some of them are uh, financial, some of them are just relationship-based, and, uh, and I think that uh, they're, they're all related. Um, uh, when, you know, I think, um, I didn't hear the word love. I want to hear the word love, because you love somebody ah, so much. Love, I th- right. I think that, right, isn't, shouldn't that be the number one? You know what? Wait, okay, so what you just said was so important. Uh, we all take it for granted. Of course you married for love. I didn't even have to say, of course I married my husband for love, you know. But that's the thing is we all just assume that that is why people are marrying. So thank you for highlighting that. Happy to do that. I mean, that's why yeah. Kim and I got married. We got married for love. It wasn't because right. of uh, her, her dowry. <laughs> or, That's funny. So the or, question then is, is that a good enough reason to get married? And, okay. you know, a lot of people say it's a very fragile emotion that you're putting this tremendous structure on top of. And when the love goes away, then the marriage goes away. And that's when I think some of these alternatives might even come into play, which, by the way, Vicki and I did not create any of these we just found them in our research so they're already out there being practiced can you say you've been married forever say you've been married 25 years mm-hmm. can you and uh, can you um change your i guess you can you can change your marriage anytime you want during the marriage you can decide hey we you know we want an open marriage at this point and and be able to stay married in your traditional marriage? You know, absolutely. And I think that we are living in a wonderful time in that regard. And why, again, I don't think we should just throw marriage out the window because I want people to know that you can personalize marriage. You can make whatever rules up you want and make it work for you. It doesn't have to look like everybody else is on your street. And, um, you know, and that's the thing is a lot of the, things that we uncovered, people are living secretly and they don't want people to find out. And I really feel like we got to take the shame out of the fact that we're all individuals and we have individual needs and make room for that and talk about it and, you know, teach people about it. Um, Okay. So, so as I was mentioning, the seven 
can, can I ask her about this? The seven alternative, uh, modern alternatives to marriage. Okay, I'm going to read them off. Starter marriage. Parenting marriage. Live apart together marriage. Open marriage. Safety marriage. Covenant marriage. And companion marriage. Okay, so mm-hmm. um, can marriages, can they, I guess they can evolve and people do change and grow, especially if you've gotten married at a really young age and then find out some, that's what I was saying, if you've been married for 25 years and suddenly feel like, oh, this is not feeling good for me anymore. I feel I need to grow. I need to change. And, and this is not suiting me anymore. Can you go from a traditional marriage to let's say, um, a live apart marriage, live apart together Absolutely. marriage. Yeah. I have, I have a lot of people who go from a traditional marriage and they have kids together and they want to get divorced because of their relationship, but they don't want to get divorced because of the kids. And that's when I help them move into a parenting marriage where you're basically changing the focus from away from a love-based to a task-based marriage. You're, you're co-parenting together and you're keeping the kids together. So you can change the rules anytime you want. But the problem comes when both people don't want the same thing. That's when it gets tricky. What do you say for the, the divorced people, not divorced yet, the, the couples that stay together for their kids and... I can't remember the name of the, there's a term where they move in and out of the house. They have apartments. Nesting. Right. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? Yeah, the nest, nesting. Well, um, I think it's, it's fine. It's definitely not set up to be a long-term setup. So uh, I think that people really need to understand that it's, it's hard. It's hard for everyone to have to move in and out of a house every other week or something like that. So it can it can work for sure, but it's probably going to add a lot of stress. Yeah, we um, uh, we have a couple friends that have that arrangement, and I just think it's I I can't see where it's I, I mean maybe it works for them. I just think it's um, weird, and um, to see your. I don't know, I just think that making the house uh, like more important than having happy parents living apart is just doesn't, it sort of defeats the purpose. Does that make sense? You know, you know, well, I think that it's giving the kids the stability so that they don't have to move in and out rather than having the kids go back and forth, which is hard on the kids. Mm. Yes, okay. But do you find that that uh it's really difficult for outsiders to judge what two people are feeling mm-hmm. and expressing especially when there are kids involved i would think uh and it you know right. it, it obviously has to work for the couple it has to work for the families the broken families and even it has to work for the exes i think i think that they have to be consulted and involved as well because um they're going to be part of this in some regards. Absolutely. So it's really an extended modern family uh, today that you have to consider. Um, so um, what are you seeing in uh, relationships for people that are in their 40s, 50s, uh, maybe never having been married? Um, what kind of arrangements are you um, encountering? Mm-hmm. 
Well, I'm definitely seeing more people who don't necessarily care about marriage or want to get married. Uh, so there's more of a casual approach to relationships. Um, but I, I also think that because we live in a time of choice, people are getting smarter about the fact that, wait a minute, maybe we don't have to have the, you know, one, two spouses, 2.5 kids, and all that that everyone else has told us. You know, we get that script. You graduate from college, you get a job, you get married, you get a house, you have kids, and et cetera. And, and I don't know, I, I don't think the younger generations are getting that so much, but I think in the American culture, that's something that for sure, that's why I was like, well, that's what you do. I mean, it's the next thing that you have to check off on the list. So I don't think people have the same list anymore. And that's exciting, but I also think it makes coupling a little bit more challenging, too. It's more confusing. Do you see a, a, a change in younger couples than in couples a little older in terms of how traditional or unconventional they are? Absolutely. And and they don't have the same backstory that it's supposed to look a certain way. I think there's a lot more ease that the younger 20 and 30-something couples are saying, yeah, we're, we're actually doing it this way. And they're very unapologetic, whereas I think that younger, I mean, uh, older people tend to have shame around it and think that they're doing something wrong. So I'm glad to see the younger people really just saying, I don't care what you think. This is how we're doing it. Yeah, I think uh, the fact that there, the rules are changing oh. for everything. It just feels like there mm-hmm. are no rules anymore and especially when when um, you're at a certain age like us. Okay, we're going to bring on uh, our friend Lynn because she's got um, an interesting story. Lynn, are you with us? I am. Hey, Lynn. Um, is hi. It, should, hi, Lynn. Um, can I say that you had a live apart together marriage? Yes, yes. And, um, and also in listening to... Um, the guest, I realized that it's also a now a companion marriage, really. Okay, can you explain what that is? Yeah, so we also got married rather late, um, as you guys did as well. I was 46, I think he was 52. Um, I always wanted to get married, so after dating for a year and a half, then, um, you know, we, we talked about it. We came to the decision that we were going to get married. We had a long engagement. Um, so we did get married, but we always lived apart. It was just the way our lives were set up that it was, it was kind of the easiest thing for us to do. Um, because, I live in Santa Monica, he lives in the valley, he works a mile from where he lives, I work a mile from where I live, so, and both of our places are are rather small, we could not figure out how to meet in the middle in a house somewhere, so we just decided that we were going to have this, um, you know, commuter marriage or live apart marriage, whatever you want to call it, and... 
it worked really well for us. I mean, we would spend the weekends together, and all our friends, of course, thought we had the best thing going. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> so um, that's what happened. But I think ultimately, um, you know, it doesn't it doesn't create a great deal of intimacy in that kind of situation. At least um, I think for us. And so, after about seven years of being this way we decided to um, split up. And ultimately what happened, though, was that we have become much better friends and we still spend a lot of time together and we travel together and we talk on the phone together and we play tennis together. So it's just, it's like a, a consciously uncoupling in a way, I guess, and that's, that's what I really wanted. Um, I wanted us to be a different kind of couple that splits up, that we're able to get along and, and be friends and be civil with each other and hang out. And it's been working really well for us. How Are you guys dating others? Is that part of this now? Yeah, great question. Great question. Um we haven't really, no, but we are, we're totally open to doing that and we talk about that a lot. And I'd love, I'd love someday to be in a situation where one of us has another partner and we can still hang out together in that mm-hmm. configuration. So. Susan, Susan, do you have uh, any uh, input here? Um, well, first of all, I love, you know, that you were saying that it's, it's the way you're doing it and what happened for you. And I think everybody has a different experience living apart together because I think for some couples, it can actually make them feel more intimate because they're not tied down with the humdrum tasks of emptying the dishwasher and things like that. But when they get together, it's really a, a meaningful get-together but then, of course, there are the people who have a, you know, it's like there's no connection and it doesn't feel as good. But um, the, the whole companionship concept is really about focusing on a, a friendship. And it's uh, not to say that there's, there's no sexual connection between the two, but it's not, it's more like, you know, it's, it's, on a more solid foundation than sexual attraction. But I also, there's one other thing that I find when people take away the pressure of being married, they, I, I can't tell you how many times I hear people say, we make way better friends than we did spouses. And the reason is that pressure to be the everything for the other person gets taken away. And so that's what it sounds like is happening there. So, you know, I mean, it, it's different for everyone. So I, I like that people can go with what is there. And you mentioned the word conscious uncoupling. And I, Vicki and I talk about conscious coupling and going into everything we do consciously and purposefully. Um, hey, Lynn, I have a question. Do you think you guys would be together or stay together had you not been living apart no, I mean, actually, I think maybe we would have come to this decision a lot sooner, probably, if we had been living together. Okay. That's a great question, though. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm always interested because they're absolutely yeah. Um, and, yeah, and, it, and and I think it's true about the the word pressure because um, I've thought about that a lot. It's like we sort of did take the pressure off ourselves, and was it that opened up like just more space for loving? Do you <laughs> do you, strange kind of way? Sorry. <laughs> do do you crave the uh, a conventional marriage type relationship now with somebody? Having come out of something um, that was not yeah, conventional. Yes, I think I think that um, I think that that is something that I always thought I would be in a traditional kind of marriage, and I also wonder because you know as people get older and more set in their ways, um, to really find someone who each person coming to the relationship or the marriage to be so open and giving um, and patient with the other in order to create that kind of um, traditional marriage when when the, li- the lives are already all sort of set out. Do you know what I mean? Are you excited I mean, you to do it again? Done that. You, guys have done, you guys have done that. Right, I mean, you, you, you were both living your lives, getting married older, very independent. I'm sure both of you, and you've made, you've been able to make it work together. Yes, we. Yeah, I, I always say that there are pluses and minuses to um, getting together later in life. Um, you know, the the pluses are you know who you are, you know what you want, you're secure with yourself for the most part. Um. The minuses, I'd say, are it's tougher because you are fully formed. You're a fully formed human being, and you you have old habits which can die, you know, hard. You're set in your ways. Um, you have a certain. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's that's probably the most challenging part of this is that Robbie, you know, he's got his way of doing things. I have mine. We came together in our fifties, and you know, it's. This, but this is the beauty of learning about partnership. And um, we were, it's, you know, and again, you're, I, because I have a new appreciation for marriage, because I didn't before, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand, I, I just, you know, didn't really, um, what's the word? Revere? Right. Revere, revere. So, Lynn, well, first of all, should we bring in our other guests right we now? We do have other guests. So, okay, so um, let's bring in um, uh, Bob and Linda. Bob and Linda, you want to? Sure. Bob and Linda, are you there? Yes. Hi, Bob and Linda. Welcome. Okay, so Bob and Linda, um, I'll let you tell your story, but these are friends of ours who've been living together, who have were married uh, previously to other people, got divorced, and have been living together very successfully, I think, for however many years. And I'd love you to tell your story, Bob and Linda. Bob, I'll let you go first. Okay. Well, uh, I have now been living with Linda longer than I was married, and that marriage produced three children. So that gives you some inkling of the duration we've got going here. Um, I met her, and uh, it was her idea to move in, but I was happy she pushed the button there. Otherwise, I never would have come up with it. Uh, Once bitten, twice shy. But it worked out 
wonderfully, even though she scraped up my car in, in the process of moving in. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's worked out. Once Linda proposed to me in, as, as follows, let's not get married. And I agreed readily. Uh, and the implication <laughs> was, uh, or the unsaid aspect of it was, so we don't screw it up, or we don't have that additional pressure. <laughs> and um, it's, it's really, I mean, I can't think of um, any other uh, circumstance for us at this, at this point and going forward. It, she has all the rights of a person who would have been married to me, but I think there's sort of a mental thing about it, and it makes it, I think it makes it more fun in a way. So, a but question can I for just Susan. Jump in and say something about that. Yeah, yes. I was um, just going to ask Susan. Um, does yeah. getting does getting you married know, fuck up a good thing? Say that again. Sorry. Does getting married fuck up a good thing? <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, and I just think that's hysterical. Um, I would say I think there's a psychology around now you're stuck. And I think that I, I've heard a lot of people say on the honeymoon, they felt like they were in the wrong marriage because the person just changed. It's almost like, oh, good, now I don't have to work on the relationship because you can't leave. So I think that there can be some truth to that. But I also want to say, again, to in marriage's favor, that if one of you guys went to the hospital, the other person may not be able to be let in because you're not considered family in the eyes of the law. So that's one of the protections that marriage also provides that not marrying doesn't. So you don't know that until the thing happens. I'd like to see a hospital so. try to keep Bob or Linda away from seeing their uh, the yeah. other. <laughs> that would be. I'm a, not, a, I'm a not going to a hospital, so take that yes, off your mind. That's even better. But, but <laughs> we do have. We've done a lot of estate planning and other things, so that I think we can um, confidently uh, assume that those uh, roadblocks wouldn't be there. I mean, from the legal aspect, I actually consulted, and you won't believe it, but it's true, Marvin Mitchelson, the man who invented palimony years and years ago uh, after Linda and I had been together for, I don't know, we'll say eight or nine years. And just as a point of conversational departure, by the way, hilarious guy, um, I said, Marvin, um, Linda and I have been together for more than seven years, so she has all the rights and I guess I have all the rights, um, had we been married. He said, she had all the rights the minute she moved into your house. <laughs> uh, so that's it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a legal circumstance, but it's not a formal circumstance. Is that, a, that may be a California thing, too. Uh, well, that's where we live, and that's where Marvin was. And right. I might add... I think that's a good point, yeah. Susan, go ahead. The laws... The laws change depending on where you live. Absolutely. Robbie and I have well, friends California that... California being oh, the sorry. most enlightened state makes it easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a... I, a I think for us, for us, it was slightly different also. We both had prior relationships. Uh, Bob had three children. Um, I didn't have children. We talked about having children. I think if we did decide to have children, um, I... I wouldn't be surprised if we had gotten married um, because of some of the legal issues. Uh, but it really works for us. Um, in many ways, um, 
it probably works better than for a lot of people that are married. I think that we're fortunate. Uh, we we don't need that, and in fact, I think we're both kind of scared. We went to a a party for a gay couple. This is a number of years ago. Oh, yeah way before they got married, and they had this huge party for their 25th anniversary, and then they split up the next year, and I think that in some ways we're somewhat superstitious to say, you know, things are going well, and we don't want to change the atmosphere, and uh, so far it's it's worked well for us. It does present a semantic difficulty where I... I don't correct people when they say, oh, your wife is so wonderful or talented. I never correct them anymore because there's no point in it because she's the equivalent there. of that. But um, I, I don't refer to her as my wife, but that begets a, a problem in, um, you know, how, how do you describe her? So spousal equivalent is pretty romantic. And, it, it and um, girlfriend is pointless because it sounds like I'm dating her. I'm not. I'm living with her for, you know, a quarter of a century now. Um, so, uh, Wow, we probably that's, worked on consort for a while, but you know that it's didn't a, stick. All right, it, it is a it is a beautiful thing to witness uh, for Trev and I to see you guys, and uh, we love you both. You guys are the happiest unmarried couple <laughs> I know. You really are. It's fantastic. So you're the happiest married couple, so we balance. Oh, that. that's very sweet. All right, we are going to go to a break right now and come back with all of our guests. So we will be right back. And now back to done being single with married couple and dating ass kickers, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. Okay, we are back, and we've got a uh, full stable of uh, friends. On we've there. got all types. Yes, we really do. Married, non-married, divorced, about to get divorced. We have Susan <laughs> Pease Gedois. We have Lynn, and we have Bob and Linda. Bob and Linda, America's most successful non-married couple. And dear friends of ours. Susan had a great um, point she was making just as we were going to break about what to call someone that you've lived together, that you, it's not your wife, not your girlfriend. What do you call that person? Yeah, well, Linda, Linda was a partner and, and gay people used to, before well, there was gay, uh, same-sex marriage, people would say partner. And, but Abbott and Costello called each other partner. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, and I don't think they had a thing with each other. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I, I don't think but that's I, I, Yeah, I like life partner. I mean, that's like, you know, you're committing to having living your life together in whatever form you want to put it. Marriage, not married, married whatever. So, uh, uh, you know, Linda says partner. I don't, I don't, it's fine. They know we're not in business together. So, ergo, the conclusion is we have this thing going. Do, do you encounter I still want a word. I want a word. I think you want to use language nice, like living in sin. And you could say family. mate. Have all There's no legal implication if you say mate. But if all you're right. British, you're a friend. It doesn't mean you're, you know, spousal equivalent. Remember Apostle right. Q? Wasn't, it, wasn't that the one word that uh, people tried to f- use as persons of opposite sex living yeah, there was Apostle Q. Wasn't that the term? I don't know. Okay. Um, what? Why did I didn't hear that? 
A uh, question for Susan, and I think I, I would, when I asked about does marriage fuck things up, um, we have another, we have other friends that have been together, not as long as Bob and Linda, but they've been living together. They function as husband and wife, and uh, they have just not gotten married yet, I think just more for financial reasons, but now are about to get married. And I, I often wonder, will it change the dynamic? Will it, will it ruin it? Will it, you know, somehow... Can can things happen once you make it quote official? I think psychologically things happen, but I will say from my experience that when I got married, I felt better about the relationship. So I don't think it's always a negative. I felt like you know our relationship was more quote unquote legitimate, and I do hear that from people. So I don't think that once you're married, you're in for you know. I really don't. But I do think that it does change people's feelings about the relationship, for sure. Okay, and Lynn, um, question for you. I don't know if I maybe asked you. Are you would you do it again? Did did marriage did it not sour you? Are you looking forward to getting married again one day? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Because I don't have I don't have any ill feelings about any aspect of it, about getting married. I don't have any regrets. I don't have any ill feelings towards David. Um, so, absolutely. Okay, okay. All right, men out there, single men of the world, I'm, listening. I'm not, I'm not against... Um, <laughs> I like weddings. I like to go to weddings. <laughs> You're great at them. As, as a guest. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, um... Susan, I want you to go down this list of seven marriages. Um, do we have time to talk about them a little bit? A few minutes. Yeah, um, okay. I'm happy to just run through them quickly. Okay, can um, you, can, um, yeah, go ahead, run through them. Okay, so there's the starter marriage, which a lot of people had by mistake, where they married someone when they were too young and they didn't have kids. Uh, we feel like you should be able to try marriage on for size and see if it does fit you. So we really like that one as something to do consciously. There's the companionship marriage, which is what, um, you know, certainly my husband and I are doing because we're not going to start a family. We got married in our 40s. Um, parenting marriage is really, again, for the focus of raising happy, healthy kids together, not necessarily a love-based marriage. Living alone together or living apart together is where each partner has um, their own space to live in. It could be down the street or it could be across the country. Um, and then the covenant marriage is, we included it, it's a, it's a sort of conservative marriage that is religious-based and it is harder to get into and harder to get out of. We included it because it actually has some laws around it in three states and no other alternative does. So we felt like that was important. The safety marriage is saying you can go ahead and marry for money if you want. That's your choice and you're both agreeing that that's the setup. Go for it. And then finally, the open marriage. And again, none of these did we make up. Um, Many of them have been around forever. Some of them came out of the recession, like the live apart uh, together marriage and the parenting marriage, because people couldn't afford uh, to do to to split 
Uh, some had to go in different parts of the country to find a job. So it made us get more creative with marriage, and some of those changes have, have stayed around. I don't know if I would like to be part of a starter marriage. I think that I wouldn't want to be... Uh, you can you know, renew. You can then move it into a companionship or a parenting marriage. So it's not like you're done. You you can... When you're in a starter you can, marriage, do you acknowledge it? That it's yes. How do you... Know, basis? Yeah. I'm introducing my... This is my yep. starter wife. Uh, excuse me. You're in a starter marriage. Yeah. What are you talking well, about? So you've got training wheels on. <laughs> and how does this work? This is your damn starter wife over right. here. <laughs> I look forward to my permanent one. I, what I want to know is how do you keep it together for so long? When when you get married really young, you grow up. How do you stay that same person and grow? I, I don't, I never understood that. Well, you don't. You don't, and you're not supposed to. And a number of people said to us, I have had five different marriages just with the same person because you you don't marry someone for the same reasons at 40 that you did at 20. You don't marry someone for the same reasons at 65, you know, that you did at 40. So we have sort of like different phases that we go through in marriage and different reasons for marrying. And that's why, that's why it's hard to stay because it's complicated. So people do change and they're supposed to change. That's not a bad thing. Uh, don't go changing. Don't Robbie go Sharf. Change. Okay, I will not. Okay, I, you stay exactly the way you always, are. Thank you for that. All Don't right. you even think about changing. Okay. All right. Unfortunately, you, we have to wrap you, the show up. Bob, go ahead. You say these words. Yes. Uh, we could go on. This could go on for another. Oh, another it will. Oh, it's going to go on for yeah. another 25 oh, years. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, honey, we're just getting wait. started. All right. This is my starter marriage, just getting started for 25 years. So um, we want to thank our guest. Uh, Susan, uh, how can people find you? Well, I have a website called changingmarriage.com, and I'd love for people to contact me there. Great. We want to thank our guest, Lynn. And Bob and Linda, thank yes. you so much for being part of the show. And uh, and Michael Avenatti, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, you don't have to get married again. It's okay. That's enough. You're t- you're done being married, and you know you do what you want to do. Everybody listening right now, you know it's it's you make your own rules, and that's what the beauty of this of life and love. You make of it what you want, right, baby? Yes, I. Okay, so no open, no nothing open here. What's marriages. open? No open marriages here. What? Who's open? Yeah, Who's, okay. I'm not open. We're, we're closed. Okay, we're closed for business. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, we want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in, and uh, we will be back next week. And uh, everybody have a great week. All right, we're done being single. That's right. See you next week on Done Being Single. 